Welcome to the Monday, August 27th, regular meeting of the Eastern Planning and Zoning Board. Uh, we are going out live uh, via ECAT tonight. And uh, just a couple quick announcements. If anybody is here, I'm not used to the small table. If anybody's here for discussion on 661 Washington Street, uh, that meeting has been postponed. And the public hearing on 17 Burrick Road, uh, we've received a request to continue. So those won't be discussed uh, tonight. First up is an A&R plan for 44 Old Field Drive. All right, so I guess that's the microphone to use. And you want to just uh, identify yourself for the record and uh, have at it. Yeah, uh, sure. Okay, I'm um, Steve Rumpa. I'm a professional land surveyor with Collins Civil Engineering Group. Welcome. And uh, this is the project. Uh, what we have is the, uh, the property owner owns this big 10-acre parcel of land that's mostly wetland and uh, only has a 50 feet of frontage down here on Norton Avenue and then it does have 50 feet on a, this is Oldfield Drive, it's a cul-de-sac that was, when it was laid out, they laid out the, uh, the roadway to the property line here, although it's just constructed to the cul-de-sac right now. Uh, so anyways, the same owner owns this 10-acre parcel land and this uh, lot right here, which is, 41,000 square feet. And what she wants to do is we want to uh, reconfigure this lot to be able to provide frontage on Oldfield Drive to create another building lot off the end there. And I guess there is some, uh, some people have some disagreement on how we're determining you know, for, well, we, the frontage and area, obviously, we just used the frontage on the constructed part of Oldfield Drive and not on this little stub. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we have the sufficient area there. But there's some definitions in the, <laughs> in your bylaws that it's did a little just hard to interpret. Did you just laugh at our definitions? No, no, it's just, it's just, this is just being, being on a cul-de-sac with the curves and you know, the configuration of the lot lines and everything, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to uh, interpret sure. exactly what we're looking for. Here. And by that, you're referring to the 100 by 150 foot the, dimensional requirements. Right? It was so, uh, the lot depth right. requirement, which I have on. This is just a blow up of the. Parking question here, just to be easier to look at. Um, so, like I said, we're just using this 151 feet of frontage. It's just the frontage on this constructed part of Oldfield Drive. Um, and the other issue is we've we've got that 100 foot lot width uh, definition that really almost. <laughs> I don't know how we could apply it to this lot. And uh, the other thing is this lot line comes in at 
I think what's the you allow uh, 75 degrees, degrees 75 degrees and this is intersecting a curve so it's you got a line intersecting your curve so you can't really determine the angle but you know if you used a, the connected the cord across here it would be uh, less than the 75 degrees or in other words not not conform with the requirement there uh, but that line would have to be there, the corner would have to be there just to provide that frontage, unless, unless we could use the frontage on that unconstructed portion, but we were trying to avoid that. Okay, so that's, that's all? Okay. Yeah, um, you know, I did show on the plan here, I guess the attorney involved with the project did discuss this with the building inspector and town council and they came up with some way of coming up with that lot uh, width calculation that I don't know if it, again, I don't know if that meets the intention of the thing. I think the obviously, I, I feel the intention of that requirement is you want the lot to be 100 feet wide where the house is going, correct? That, that could be certainly one of the issues. Yeah. Because <laughs> we do have a, you know, if we did do a site design for this property, we would be dwelling right in this area right here. So is the, um, the 151, just show me with your finger because it's not noted. Where's the, what makes up the 151 feet? Uh, this align this curve the cul-de-sac mm -hmm. and on this little return curve and then there's a little bit for the on the straight part of uh, uh, the curved part of old field drive here right okay so, so not not that little the one you talked about it doesn't on include, the paper street doesn't stuff. include this or that no um, and then the board have any Questions or comments? I mean, that was the first thing that comes out to me was the angle of the property line relative to the street intersection. It, it didn't look like it complied, but and it that's and what I, that's I what it, when I looked at it, it's hard, you, it's, it's so, you know you get a line intersecting a curve, so it's kind of hard to. <laughs> well, I, I suppose as you said, you draw a cord right and you intersect it with the cord. Where does the cord, you yeah, know, it comes how, out. Do you, how do you determine where the cord is? I think you could probably work it out. Yeah, it comes out uh, like 71 degrees or something like that. I mean, you're creating that property line, so I mean, you could create a property line that complies, right? Um, if I did, it would kind of, it would get... I, mean, how far, I forget, how, I should know, but how, what's the requirement for depth on that intersection? Is it... Do you know? That's why I was just trying to look up, actually. There's a certain distance that it has to be. Lot width. <clears throat> um, continuous minimum lot width shall have at least 100, 100. feet oh, yeah. okay. of, yeah. of horizontal distance between the side lot lines <clears throat> at the minimum front yard depth of 100 feet of horizontal. Yeah. yeah, so it's 100 feet. And that 75 degrees has to be for a certain length, too, right? Believe it. Um, okay, so in no case, in no case shall a side lot line be created that the mean direction shall form an angle 
less than 75 degrees, <coughs> excuse me, with the street line for a distance of 100 feet where the side lot line intersects the arc of the cul-de-sac or turnaround, in which case the planning and zoning board may waive the requirement. <laughs> love, I love those sentences. <laughs> in no case, and then they flip it on us at the end. So. And yeah, you can, so if I came off at less than 75 degrees, or at 75 degrees for 100 feet, I'd be up getting there to so the front of the house here. The, the property for Oldfield Drive extends to your property line. Uh, is that right? Yep, through here. Yeah, but right. you're not including you're not including that segment. This, yeah, this, your this isn't constructed. I mean, if I did, then I could, then we could make something. What's preventing us from, uh, you know, calling that road frontage? Well, that's yeah. that's what I was thinking. David, I mean, is it <coughs> seems like seems like that would meet your requirement, and then you could give a more yeah, proper. Because well, if I could use this and that, that's a hundred feet frontage yeah, right. right there. Right. So, yeah. So the cul-de-sac is owned by the town, correct? This is a public road, or is yep, this a private? Yeah, public road. road. All right. So and that little nub is owned by the town of Easton. Yeah. Right. So, so even though there's not a, I mean, it's still frontage. Even though there's not a road there, it's, it's, right. it's certainly not the first paper road that was. So if I could use that for frontage, and uh, you know, I could probably have a lot line intersect about. That'd be a lot nicer. It's fun. But I don't know if it eliminates the 100 foot What's the distance approximately between, you know, you know where you see where it says old lot line, that dash lot? What, yes. What's that? Do you know? What's that distance right there? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but looking at it, it's probably about 75 feet. Let's see. What does our town plan? <laughs> um, so we have an awful large crowd for such a small agenda so I'm assuming that some of you may be here for this no I'm assuming wrong <laughs> deepens the mystery so um, I mean if okay if that is 75 where well, you're saying old lot line is 75 feet well, if you were to use the unbuilt frontage, then it would be up to you to figure out how to obtain the, the lift requirement. Yeah, so I, I might. You if you need guidance on understanding it, perhaps we could help you. But as far as telling you how to do that, I think that might be something you have to go at, yeah, at, yeah, right. go on the computer for. Right, right. Because if, uh, right. if you do have, if you use a paper road as frontage, you can move that lot line, um, the new lot line, right, further away. This device, yeah. yeah, and I could, yeah, I could maybe. And then you could. Maybe, I, I may be able to do it that way. It's just that I, I think uh, the attorney was just trying to avoid using that so, unconstructed portion. But if we can use that, that would, that would maybe resolve so the both issues. So, so Stephanie, you and I have talked about this. Yes. So question, um, the rep was just telling us, um, up in the, uh, the right-hand portion, this little locus. Yes. That that was uh, the result of consultation with town council and 
there was, as I understand, uh, building inspector and town council. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, I wasn't there. <laughs> as I understand it, town council, um, Michael O'Shaughnessy, who is representing the applicant, um, met, stopped by one of the days Jay was in town offices and met with him and the building inspector to see if they could figure out how this was supposed to be applied, the 100 foot width to a depth of 100 feet on the lot. Um, after Mr. O'Shaughnessy told me that basically town council kind of, they came to some kind of conclusion, I talked with Mark Trivet myself. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with um, how they're coming to the 100 foot width to, you know, to a depth of 100 feet. I have looked at this. Um, there's another applicant in the room tonight on another project. I, I spent a lot of time looking at a, a, sim, a proposed parcel that he was developing. And I, based on how I would think you would calculate this or determine the 100 feet, I just can't find a way to make it work. So, you know, my thought is we've we've um, we've seen lots in the past, and it always seemed to involve cul-de-sacs because right, where do you where do you pull it? From? They're usually easy in the you know, place you have right. And, the, and 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 it certainly it certainly reveals a uh, an ambiguous part of the bylaw. But I, I think it's, in my opinion, I mean, it's safe to say that. It, to your, you know, to your point earlier, it has to do with house placement um, and wanting to have a minimum width in a potential area where a house could go. Not that the house is forced to go 100 feet back, but it's kind of in, in place of some towns will have maybe a sphere, you know, or, or ratios. Or <coughs> so, and, and, you know, I think this is different. It's one thing if you have a lot that the entire width is, say, 75 or 80 feet, then at no point can that meet you know that that's hard to that's hard to wait you know we can't wait that's hard to wait you know but here you know i would like to i personally i think i'd like to talk to town council on this since she chimed in it would have been nice if you could have sent us something like this um you know we've just to make sure we're in safe territory yeah it does seem like that's a stumbling block, 100 foot width, yeah. based on the way it's written. Because I mean, I hear what Stephanie's saying too. Yeah. Um. Right, and I did a little bit of research on other communities, and where they have a similar. Um, some of them do reference that it's a house plate. You know, that the house needs to be placed within. They they. Um, I did not get any clarity from looking at other communities on how they're calculating or determining how the dimensional requirement is being met. So, and this is tricky too because there's, there's five different facets of lot lot line front lot line here. Like you know, wow, yeah, right. yeah, you know. So in some degree, common, right. just like just like you would a tangent. Well, why wouldn't you maybe connect the two extremities? You know, I don't know, but it's. The but I think even if you, if you do that, I mean, where it, the side lot lines intersect with the cul-de-sac, with the street, it's, <clears throat> it's just very hard to get that 100 feet. So. 
that at least I was having a hard time doing. Sure. But then, now, did, did you did you figure that this? Because even though it's not paved, but it's not, so did you figure it like? Where's your side lot line? Is it this? Well, this? but if I may, I'm going to point because I don't have it. Yeah. I had to use my laptop downstairs. This is just a blow Earlier. up of that section. I got the actual plan on the other side. So the, I interpret the side lot lines as starting where they intersect with the cul-de-sac. And even if I took a transect in this direction, if you did perpendicular from that transect, you, you wouldn't get 100 feet. You wouldn't get 100 feet. Width. So what do you think? So here's a question. What do you think? This vertical lot line. What is that? Is that a? It is a, is a side. A side right. It is a side. Right. It is a side right. lot line. But you would, you know, you could have any lot could have multiple side lot lines. So is it really from the point where it intersects, or is it another uh, lot line? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That little nub doesn't help. Yeah. But then you have to ask why wasn't? I mean, this subdivision was 200 years ago. Why wasn't it? I guess they thought they were going to expand. The, 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 actually, the subdivision plan says that these two areas here are to be given to those lots if the roads ever continued through, which the roads not obviously not ever continued through. So. But obviously, back in the 80s or whenever that was, that I guess they kept that as a possibility. No. You pull back? Um, I mean, I mean, uh, if you were to extend the road as a single lot subdivision, you get the frontage. I don't know if you'd have the width though. I think it would help. Yeah, well, that's well, that's, you, that's you might be I able said. to do a hammerhead type or. Yeah, I mean that would yeah. be. The topography drops off really steep once you get onto this lot, so that's why you know. If we did anything up in this part of the lot, it would. So that's really the only place that you yeah, can put the house. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, was it here in the I, I think some geometry would solve the problem. Um, but it sounds like most of the people sound like we would accept the, um, the unbuilt part of the road as, as frontage as an alternative to the to the nub. Is that the feeling that you can do? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. So was that just, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, when you say the um, the terminus of the undeveloped road? We, yeah, we, we, we were discussing, you know, what do we count as road furniture? Yeah. The, so the language, if I'm understanding correctly, the terminus of the, the easement, because it's the undeveloped portion of the road, that end cannot be um, considered advantage. Why is that? It's, that's what it states in the bylaw. It states in the bylaw. People watching at home are chiming in. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that person is. <laughs> so, so if nobody objects, I mean, my thought would be to just continue this to our next meeting. I'd like to, so you know, we can all give it a little thought, and maybe talk to. I wouldn't mind talking to town council. 
You guys, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm still scarred by today's meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you go with that? Sure. Um, so do we? Do we need to vote on motion to continue to September? Uh, yeah, I think you should. I just want to clarify that. So, so we earlier we were discussing using this for frontage, but you're saying we can't do that, right? Not if I'm interpreting the bylaw correctly. Well, that's that's another discussion, I guess. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, so there's a motion. Is there a second? <coughs> second. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor? Motion passes. Thanks. Quick shot of AC. I like how your are sticking right out that prevents in space and Yeah. Excuse me. Um, all right, so set Do you want to plug in? You can plug in if you want. So I know we have a request to withdraw the 1101 stable. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. Cuisa Viewer states there's a request to withdraw, so we just need a motion. So we have a request. Right. We have a request from the applicant to withdraw the application without evidence. You know what I mean. Cuisa Viewer states 1101 stable lane. Is there a motion? Motion to accept the request to withdraw. <laughs> Is there a second? Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor. All right. So now we're going to have a preliminary discussion regarding <coughs> 11 Old Stable Lane potential do I, do I special permit for a duplex. I can put them up to one. Right. I can. Yeah. Uh, so
located in the back of Old State Lane overlooking the Quisa Gardens and Quisa House Mansion. Serviced by not a full-blown roadway, but serviced by a common driveway. And what that does in a lot of cases is, um, as uh, Mr. Benson mentioned during our last meeting, we have a huge mound area that's located right here across from the 15 Old State Lane Park property that um, if we do the duplex and do the common driveway, we can pretty much skirt that and not take it away, because taking it away is a week of very big machines. <laughs> and the look of the lot will change. Mm -hmm. So by doing the duplex, we can um, keep it as wood wooded as possible. Um, by doing the common driveway, we can eliminate the road construction completely. And as you see, we've got a template for, and this, this may not be the exact one completely, but this is pretty much what the route we're trying to go with, to have a, um, something that fits with the neighborhood is similar to things I've done in the past uh, on that property. They're around, they, they could be between 1,600 and 1,800 square foot units. And when my architects gets back from vacation, we're going to meet with him in two weeks and go over the floor plans, make sure that the elevations are right, and then file a uh, application for a special permit for a duplex on the property. So um, that's the aerial view that gives you a pretty close um, summation of the location of the property. I think you all have plans. And then we also have a detailed elevation plan with topo on it. The other interesting thing is that National Grid just found out recently that the large transformer that services a number of houses um, on Old Stable Lane is in a location where the roadway would have been. And would have to be moved um, probably 100 feet at least, which would probably disrupt. I don't know how long it disrupts the neighborhood, but it, they, don't own an, they don't have an easement for it. So we talked to them about if we can work this duplex out, that there's a good chance we can keep the transformer there and then get them an easement for it so they won't have to move it. So that's the plan at this point. Um, that would allow us to stay with the Hobart Estate subdivision plan that the board approved um, about a year and a half ago. So those lots won't be affected. And as you can see, this duplex is considerably away from the 31 Main Street house and probably a few hundred feet away from the 15 old Silver Lane house. So it's a great location, it's a great spot. The design is perfect. And I defer to the board to, um, to help us move along to get this to the next stage. Okay. Stephanie, do you <coughs> want to start? Um, I, I think the, this is really just a discussion at this point. A formal application has not been submitted. Um, you know, the design concept looks good. I think the question for the board is... Um, whether 
they feel a duplex is, um, you know, is, is suitable for the existing community that's been developed there over time. The interesting thing is that the square footage um, footprint of the duplex is less considerably less than the square footage of if there were two houses there. So we've actually lowered the footprint for the for the location, and because it's so heavily treated, um, and being 400 feet off of all stable lane, it would probably sit back there really well. Yeah, it. it as the board is well aware, uh, duplex is a special permit, right. which allows the board some discretion on um, where they would allow yeah, it to be located. And I mean, one of the kind of requirements is that it be contextual with the neighborhood. Sure. I know Wayne brought up so, um, I think it's a good thing, as we talked about, to not disturb that mound because yeah. of the mature trees. And then, um, so, I, I, um, I prefer this um, drive configuration to the previous one that you presented. Um, I would venture to say that this, this building has a lot more to do with the backside of the library and the Queensland House than it does with the neighborhood that it's coming off of. And I would, I'd urge you to consider the placement of it in relationship to those, to the views, because that, that in, in essence is going to be somewhat the front door of your building in the sense from a view perspective. More people are going to see this house from that perspective than they're going to see it from Old Stable Lane. Well, that, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, so I would suggest you've, you've presented a, a lovely artist rendering of the front of the building. Of course, we don't have any idea what the back of the building is going to look like, which is what everybody's going to see. Yeah. And I, uh, just give me a second. So, so, but I, I can see, based on the configuration, that you did some simple manipulation in the um, location of the structure may benefit that as far as um, changing the drive, maybe maybe rotating the building 45 or 90 degrees to turn that face more towards the public structures rather than turning the back towards the public structures may, and, and I, I'm just going to throw that out there uh, as, as, an, as a really initial observation, but um, other than that, I'll turn over to my other, the other board members to comment. As you can see, we do have, that's the widest area of the lot, which gives us some flexibility on that. Yeah, well, I, I think you have some flexibility. Yeah. That's why I'm bringing it up, because I think if you if you consider it, yeah. you may be, you may have some options as far as what what are people going to see and how, how does that, how does that orientate towards those public spaces, which it's, it's taking, you're taking, which I, you know, I 100% can see why you would want to take advantage of the beautiful views that are afforded to you. I would also urge you to consider the reverse. What are, what are those places seeing when they're looking at your building? Hopefully not the back of the house with the deck. Well, the back of the house is designed with integrity and taste. <coughs> 
but, but we don't know. We don't nobody know. We, okay. nobody knows that because we haven't seen what right. that looks we're like. At a preliminary stage, and we didn't sure. want to go spend that kind of money until we had a feeling from the board if they liked yeah, the roof for us. So, understand that. I mean, if it was just a single family house back there, it could be orientated any way it wanted to be. So, we still have a footprint smaller than that. So, I would take that absolutely into consideration when I talk to the architect. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll work on um, we'll work on placements. You know, the, the thing is, I think that any of us, if we lived there, whether the house was back a little more or not, another twenty feet or thirty feet, it's not, not necessarily suggesting that you slide it back. It's the elevation. I think you're concerned about. I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting that maybe the face of the building mm -hmm. would face towards the public spaces rather. Well, you know, I could I could envision. That your architect could make some adjustments, which would, which would uh, well, benefit we benefit you and and the public and the town. Yeah, you know, it's give and take. Everything has to be mutual, beneficial for everybody to make Absolutely. it work good. So, as I say, the first thing we wanted to do is, if we're going to do a duplex in there, it's going to be attractive. We're going to save the lot. We're going to not cut tons of trees down. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a common driveway. Um, and say goodbye, hopefully, and I'll take that much Great, yeah. thank you. Peter, any other questions, comments? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Wayne on, on that point, except that, I mean, it is it's sort of back, it's more on the back left corner, right? If you were looking at, like, through the gardens, it would be quite a ways to the, quite a ways to the left, but. Well, is, you know, it's really, I, I guess um, it's really important that maybe the board goes up and, Look I went out there and I did look at it. I, I tried to envision it um, from, the from, from the gardens. Yeah. I mean, there's an elevation change there, big, which yeah. which which is going to have a, an effect yeah, so. because it's going to be up, yeah. you know. So I think it is going to be visible, um, in my opinion. But maybe we do need to. Yeah, I, mean, I just sort of agree that we'll have to be considerate of the. <coughs> The fact that everyone that visits the library and the gardens in the back, you know, might you know see that every time they pull in, I suppose. Well, that may not be a bad thing. Though. We don't know that. Yeah, depending on it. Right. So therefore, yeah. right, if, we're, if we're considerate of that yeah, process, perhaps yeah, we can come I mean, to that. That's one of the hardest things I really had was because I, I try to keep architectural control in the subdivisions. Is that you know sometimes my view isn't the same as the buyer's view. You know. They may want a colonial with with a, a five-car garage, and or one that tried to build on a Hobart that was a 97-foot-long one-story duplex with a four-car garage. It looked like a hotel, you know. So I'm talking about that. So we'll t we'll take it into consideration and see what we can do. Around. Three. Not right now. Um, what's the, what's the size of the lot? Huh? It's two acres. Originally it was one point nine three acres. Now it's a little over. It's almost two point two, I think, um, with the ANR plan that was done approved last year. And it abuts. It abuts the thirty one Main Street Hobart uh, subdivision that you approved. Mm -hmm. So it abuts the thirty one Main Street house, which is the five room house. Yeah, the existing house. Existing house, right? Um, and you know, I had the same quote. So, has, have you done a park or is there a proposed separate location? There was a, actually a, 
Um, it was actually, and I don't think I have the copy of the plan, which I thought I did. At this location, right here at the mound, believe it or not, I sold that lot in 2004, <coughs> and we bought it back a year and a half ago. The, the, the guy didn't buy on it, buy a build on it for a number of reasons. Um, he had a 5,000 square foot, five bedroom house. The mound was going away. He bought it from me, I was gone from it. Mm -hmm. And um, had, um, Title five. All, all the perks were done. The system was designed. It's all beautiful gravel. It's low water table. Um, I wouldn't know why someone would want to build right across from the old stable land house, but this is far better location for anybody to build than right there. Yeah, so where is the septic system? Well, the septic system will be in this location, and we have a, um, a septic plan that's approved at the Conservation Commission. And when we do the um, when we do the application and the real plan, we'll show all that on it. Okay. So that elevation is around 105, right? Like the existing. What's that? The section, you, the, the septic area is marked off. The septic area is right here. Oh, I get my mistake. Oh, is that it? Well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, 165, right? So yeah, all right. So because the reason I ask is. Uh, I had sort of the same concern as Mr. Benson, but for a different reason. Um, I, I'm wondering why the house would be so close to the rear line where it does abut a rather public space. Of course, we want it to look nice. I trust you that it would if, if and when this was approved. Uh, but my concern would be re two residents now moving in that may have issues with public events in a public space that this town has spent quite a bit of money on creating. So. Um, I'd like to see it if it, if it happens. I, I think it needs to be well, I have to a little tell you, north of that. Yeah, I mean, I have to tell you, Greg, that um, this wasn't staked and plotted on the, on the spot on the ground <coughs> so that we could actually see it and say you're right or you're wrong. So what we'll do is we'll go back um, after we um, hopefully get thumbs up from you guys to get back into the location of the 173. Mm -hmm. And um, that'll tell us how many feet will be from the lot line, and that'll tell us how many feet will be from the actual Cuisett Gardens and or the Cuisett House. So Sounds we'll good. plot the Cuisett House. So you're going to stake it so that we can take a look at it? Is that what you're suggesting? Is that? You're going to stake it? You're going to stake your proposed? Yeah, I think it's smart to stake it, actually. So we can take a look? Um, sure. You'd have a better idea once you saw it on the ground than on the plan. But just so we're clear, you're saying this is just an approximate location? Yes, it's just an approximate location. Because I, I wouldn't be on board with it being so close to yeah, the um, given the public space. And um, if if this were to be approved, um, you know, architectural plans would be required and if the, and they would survive the sale of any lot and and I also wouldn't look for this to start um, a trend in the, in the neighborhood so, you know, yeah, um, kinda, I think we've exhausted our our journey through the the bylaws of Easton and what was I was kind of so focused on something that you were talking about the easement uh, electrical easement what was Oh, um, again, National Grid, th there's a very large transformer right in this location where it says Common Drive on just the side, probably. I think <coughs> it's actually plotted on one of the plans. 
and it will be plotted on this plan. Um, National Grid went out and um, because there was a, uh, they lost one of the houses lost power and National Grid had to go out there and do some, go, um, do some work with um, an electrician. And they ended up finding out that the transformer, it's a very large one, is, does not have an easement. And they have to have an easement for all their utilities. So they don't have a legal easement for it, so they probably would have some liability if something happened. So they talked to us about, they actually um, went on record from National Grid, I have copies of it, that they were going to, if the road went in for the two-lot plan that we originally came, or any any plan that had a roadway, they would have to move the um, transformer out towards the cul-de-sac. So the transformer was related to the original subdivision, I take Way back when. With and why is there no easement? I haven't, they didn't, they couldn't find one in their records so they're legal. Hmm. Yeah. Why do you think they put it so far back off the, off the road? You've got to remember that this is Old Stable Lane extension. Old Stable Lane actually ended up here originally. And then, and then it was extended in 2000 or something like that. I'd be more concerned about the liability, I think, than anybody. Sure. Um, I think you mentioned this last time you were in, but um, have you have you talked with nine old stable lane about uh, sharing the driveway or common driveway to the properties instead of running two driveways parallel to each other, or is that not? Well, the uh, the issue with the existing driveway, as you see right there, was that was a common driveway that when I lived on 15 old stable lane, and then the Marionis lived on nine old stable lane, mm -hmm. we shared that driveway. Okay. Um, it's been there for 85, 84, 85 or something. Um, we've had some dialogue with the 90 stable land people who have an easement just over the driveway to drive it and maintain it and keep the utilities in it. Um, about the possibility of what you said. And they didn't seem too happy about it. And <clears throat> okay, I, I mean, it, it, rather so than having two driveways side by side well, running, yeah. running through there, it seems like it would be a preferable solution, but uh, well, so obviously I mean, they I have, have the right. I respect that, but I, again, you know, I've seen a couple of foundations that are going on, just a couple of new flexible developments in the driveway, so like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a different type of subdivision. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, the folks that have lived here for a while know they weren't buying into a flexible subdivision with 5,000 square foot lots and no, zero lot lines. No, 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 I'm just trying to say So that. I don't really see a parallel. Well, okay. okay. Um, Again, we can keep, by the way, on my, that driveway location coming off the cul-de-sac is still arbitrary. We can bring it up more towards the, towards the, to the curve of the cul-de-sac a little bit and um, bring it down and keep it even farther away. Um, so, all right, so this is just a, a preliminary discussion, um, and this is safe to say the largest group we've ever had. I don't think we've ever had a group for a preliminary discussion. So, um, 
I, as the chair, I have the right, if anybody wants to speak to a lot of it, and I don't have any reason to object to that. I just keep in mind this is just an informational meeting. And uh, if you do want to speak, you, I need you to come grab a microphone and identify yourself and your address. And, uh, and Greg, can you turn the air conditioning? Yeah, hold on, we're going to do a 20 seconds of air conditioning. <laughs> we haven't put together a list yet for us. Can everybody hear? Is this too loud? Yeah. It's fine it's to hear. It is loud. I get cold really quick. But, you know. <laughs> You're just sitting in the Go half a minute. Is it hot out there? If I'm getting warm, I suspect everybody else in the room is. He can. Elevator music for a minute. We'll let, we'll let this place freshen up just for a second. It's the one problem with having an old historic A historic Could use a We could use a duckless split. Yes. Yes. High efficiency. Probably use a third of the electricity of this. Quiet. Yeah, exactly. We could, yeah, we could, that's the key. We keep it running. Um, uh, it looks like we'll have a few speakers, so we'll power up in between. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Richmond from 10 Old Stable Lane. Two questions. One, is that plot plan available online, or is it possible that we can get a copy of that? so that we understand where the building is proposed to be? Yes. Oh, yes to, yes, yes, yes we to can get a copy. Or we'll have to figure out where to put it online, but okay. um, certainly if people want to, we have this electronically, right? We do. So if people want to give Suzanne their email addresses, we can, okay. anyone Great. who's Thank interested, you, sir. we can yeah, email it to them. All right, and the yep. second, is it possible to, I don't think it was um, that screen, there was another one with a map on it that showed where Quisit House was yes, and yeah. where, is it possible to zoom in a little bit better so that, uh, no? Yeah, can that get zoomed in at all? Uh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, okay. That, that's great right there. So Quisit House is over there. The gardens are those three beds there. Yep. Is that That's right? right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is in that white triangle? The point right yeah. there. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. It's just. I wonder if that's a I, Google Earth. It's just a front. Well, this is that's exactly what this is. Google Earth and it's pixel light, leading light, or something. But there is a there, there is a, a foundation. Yeah. There's a retaining right. wall, right. and they've that's got what some, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. the old state. There was an old yeah structure. It's there. a structure. It's a it's a retaining wall structure. And the halls over here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. would you really be able to see it from from the gardens or no? It'd be tough. Um, I think that you, you, I think you have to consider that it's it's up. Yeah, it's, it's elevated up, um, so that you. As you go back towards all stable. So, I mean, we, we certainly, we've already given the neighbors um, the plans and we're happy to have any of them look at it. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things they need to be cognizant about is that, based on tonight's conversation, that um, we're going to go back and look at this location and see if it goes back even a little bit further. Rob, could you turn the microphone? Sure. I'm not sure you're speaking loud enough okay. for it to be captured. Thank you. 
Sure. I'm Kevin Williams, uh, president of the Natural Resources Trust. And uh, of course, as you know, Mrs. Parker, uh, our great benefactor, left us a conservation restriction in the area. And so we're just here for informational purposes, just to you know, keep an eye on what's going on in the neighborhood. So. Okay. Sir? Good evening, Al Benson, uh, Five Old Stable Lane. A um, couple of points that I hope you folks will uh, consider in your deliberations. One is that this is a development of, of single family homes. There's a lot of folks that do um, walk their children, walk up and down Old Stable Lane as a, you know, it's a frequent visitors that we have in the area. And I think one of the things that, that makes that a pleasant place for the folks to walk is there's not a lot of traffic. Basically, and I think a lot of that is due to single family homes. And here, um, you're putting in, or, or let's say the suggestion is to put in a duplex, a double family home, which I think is gonna mean up to four more or five more, who knows how many cars, but definitely greater than two. Um, I don't think that that's gonna be a good thing for the lane, and I don't think it's gonna be a good thing for the traffic pattern getting out of Old Stable Lane. Uh, and I would encourage all of you to please try to come up on the lane, turn out to both right and left, and what you'll find out is that trying to get out of there you have limited visibility, especially to the left. People coming in from the West Bay Road will flip down there, oftentimes 50, 60 miles an hour. When you look to your right, uh, to the West, what you'll see is about 80 feet of visibility. And if a person's traveling at 60 miles an hour, you have probably one and a third seconds before that car is gonna get hit. It's a dangerous intersection. The more traffic that you have in there, the worse it's going to be. And I think you've got a couple of also coming up from the right. You have the same thing. It's coming up a hill as you go up uh, Lincoln. So from both directions, it is a dangerous place to try to pull out of. So putting four more cars, um, it's double the number of that you you'd probably should have if you have a single house on that on that development. Again, all of those houses are what we consider expensive homes. They're all single family homes. So I think there's a number of things that ought to be considered that are um, not totally supportive of a double family versus a single family. Thank you very much for your consideration. Thanks. Thank you. <clears throat> Is there anybody else? Okay. Oh, Mr. Chairman, just uh, besides, just, just, uh, <laughs> couldn't resist. Yeah, I haven't seen the car so long. <laughs> um, as you know, the site distance was approved for Old Stable Lane Unity Meadows way back when. And, and, and just for your information, uh, the especially heading um, east. 
um, when Mr. Humphreys uh, gets his approvals on Connor House at 89 Lincoln Street, um, that whole site distance area looking east is going to be uh, immeasurably much better. Um, there's just some overgrown shrubs there that are causing a problem, and those shrubs actually are on the town's right of way, by the way. You could call the town now and tell them to get rid of those shrubs. So those shrubs in front of 89 Lincoln Street are one of the problems that he's alluding to. But, um, <coughs> you know, the site distance isn't, isn't the issue that we're dealing with today or having four more cars on the property. Um, well, you know, um, this is a, just a preliminary discussion. You know, as a board, we don't, we're not allowed to take a straw poll or, you know, anything like that. Um, and, um, you know, the, uh, like all of this, you're, you know, you, you, um, you feel free to proceed at your peril. <laughs> you know, it sounds more ominous than it is, but I think we've heard some preliminary points anyways. Uh, not, in no means, by no means does that mean it'll be approved, by no means does it mean it'll be not approved um, until we have a full application in front of us. Um, say, you know, duplex or special permits really, you know, you, you can't really look at, um, you know, how do I say this? Um, you know, precedent, it's special permit, precedent is irrelevant. And, and I, because and I, I think it's safe to say, because frankly, I don't know where I come down on this one, in that, you know, part of me supports, uh, I'm always up pitching, you know, diversified housing and, you know, um, but at the same time, you know, Easton has, uh, few, a very small number of, of, you know, really premier subdivisions, you know, you created this one. This is certainly one of them. And um, I don't think, um, at least in recent memory, at least since we've been controlling um, duplexes, we, I don't think this, you know, this location, this fine development that you created, um, I think it's a, it, it, there's no, there's no comparable, um, Areas that we've allowed duplexes in under this board, so um, so it's you know it's a it's it's new territory, um, so it takes a lot of deliberation. I'm sorry, Greg. Can I ask one more question, sure. Jeff, Jonathan Richmond? Is what's the ownership of that house, that property, going to be? Is it going to be rental, or is it going to be condominium, or is it going to be two separate? For sale. It'll be for sale as a double property, or as each of them will be you individual. Can you can buy one. And or somebody could buy both and rent awesome. them out. Yeah, I mean, just like any, in fairness any, to Mr. Any of your houses. I don't think the math won't work. Yeah, the math won't work. Yeah, it's two single family attached. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, just okay. yeah. the, the water, was that coming from your Hobart or the other? Old stable. Old stable, yeah. Yeah, we've already talked to Jack Marsh and he's given us um, four alternatives um, to do water there based on whether we uh, went ahead and did the roadway and what we would do for the hydrants and domestic water. What would you do for the hydrants? Oh, if we did the roadway that we originally oh, right, yeah. wasn't. Oh, right. oh, yeah, okay, okay. So. We'd have to have a hydrant, and off the hydrant, we would so, come with our taps to the house. So, what are the current, um, how are the things done currently? On, like with the, the is it sprinkled, or how does that work these days with that, with the home so far from the fire hydrant? Um, we had um, Captain Diazolo, who went on record with, on the Quisit View application, that the location of the house is weren't far enough away to require a hydrant because there's a hydrant already at Also, um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's 400 feet is out there. It's less than 500. Yeah. There's a hydrant right here. Okay. Yeah. So he looked at that on the site with me, and then he went on record with that. I can put a copy of that in the application. Again, you know, the, the only other alternatives we have is um, because the valuable asset is to go in and do, um, you know, if we have to do a flexible instead of doing a duplex. And Henry and I looked at this a bunch of ways and said, why don't we just do the duplex and forget about doing the flexible. We can do a flexible four to six lots easy. So our opinion was do something tasteful and get it done. Okay, all set? Good. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. Communication is always a good way to go through planning, and we thank you all for coming in. And um, if and when there's an application, you will be uh, notified of all the meetings. Thank you all. Okay, meeting minutes. Motion to approve meeting minutes. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? Hearing none. All those in favor? Yes. Motion passes. The zero. Thank you. Um, let's do the uh, ZBA request for comment. 89 Lincoln. That, uh, Ooh, get all our work out of the way. Right here. There I go. We have some. Oh, it's a lot. Yes, please. This is a new furniture architecture. This is in case you, know, you didn't bring your reading glasses. Yeah, yeah. I, I somehow missed this one on my uh, list. Uh, well, I have a little experience with this, having, having been a member of the Historical Commission. Um, this house, this is um, the last of the stretch of the uh, old factory houses um, on that stretch of Lincoln. The last of that stretch? Yeah. Huts, Huts, where's the flag yeah. off? Yeah, the town pool's on the other side, right? Yeah. And, um, and uh, their proposal yeah. is to take the house down. Place it with this. Historical is uh, at the meeting. They they deemed it uh, historically significant because they have a couple of choices. They can just say not preferably preserved and let it go, or 
in this case, um, it's part of the National Register District, and it's uh, the survey, historical survey design. It is, it's, um, uh, it is, um, basically it's eligible to be um, a national district on its own. So that requires uh, historical to at least kick it to the next level, historically, to hold a public hearing, I believe on September 11th. And they may allow it to be taken down, or they may, um, you know, impact. Uh, they may, they may uh, uh, initiate the one-year delay. Um, I, at the meeting, the applicant did state um, that he would wait out the 12 month and then take down the time, which would be his anyway, So that's just that's just some 411. Can you guys hear me? Okay? Okay, sure. Sure. I actually can hear you in spite of the noise. I know. I, I'm not very well. quiet. I get it. Could could we um, suggest you know, that it, uh, tear it down, but to build it back with traditional materials, meaning you know cedar shingles and clapboards and SDL windows, and, rather than a uh, you know plastic wrap vinyl films? Yeah, you can make the motion. We, we don't have any teeth to it, but we, well, can, they, we can say whatever we want, right? So. Well, okay. right, but but if it is in a historic area, historic district, I mean, it would be nice to go back. Yeah, I mean, I think we could say right. I think if if, we're, if a motion was if we were to say something like that, we'd say, hey, given the fact that this is in the district, yeah. um, it would be nice if traditional materials such as yada yada yada, right? Yeah, because yeah. that can be passed on to historical, and because yeah. uh, that's. Probably where they'll have, um, I don't know how successful it'll be, but that's where they may have a little more teeth given the, um, the, the, given the, the delay process. Would you like to make a motion? Or does anybody else have any comments on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that would be good, but I just don't know. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to say that, but. Yeah, yeah, we're like we're kind of recommending something that really can't be enforced. The planning board can't enforce it, but historic but, but, can. But, 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 and, and granted, I'm biased because I'm on the historical. But, but well, they can enforce it for a year, right? But you know, but it's okay. You know what? Okay, the thought is okay. This is going to get written. It's not going to probably not going to affect the CDA decision. But it's in the public ether, and 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 I'm always saying more and more. You know, one of the battles I have at historical, I tell them what we need to do is if you want to save a house, because by the time it gets to a developer, you know, a builder, someone that buys this and wants to put a new one because they don't get old homes, that doesn't make them a bad person, right? But at the same time, when, when, a, when, a, when a house does have a nice history like that, and, it, and not everybody's into historical, I get it. Granted, I, I am, so, but um, I, I would like to see, I'd like to say list the top, you know, 200 buildings in town that we'd like to see saved. So that, you know, the, the obvious ones, you know, we don't have to really worry about the homestead ones too much. I guess we don't have to worry about churches, but uh, um, I think that, uh, you know, if it's, to David's point, you know, my thought is, I, what I always say in historical is, we create this list, we talk, we send it out to brokers, we send it out to websites, people that like historical homes, and just, you know, when someone has a house, maybe they'll think, hey, you know, it's not to keep someone from buying it, knocking it down, or you know, applying for that, but to, I, I think David's um, proposal is is harmless. You know, I think it's, it's not a bad idea to throw it up there. Right. I in mean, my, in my opinion, that's just me, right. you know. I mean, we could have a 2-2 split it, here and have to arm wrestle. It's going to get built. 
one point either now right. Or, right. or a year from now. And if, and if we can... Right. Know, right, if we say something and then if, you know, at historical they said, then, yeah, well, you know, it would be nice to have some SDLs instead of grilled between the glass. Right. Sure, a second. <laughs> oh, guess, I guess he doesn't want to hear me anymore. Uh, so did you get his motion? Uh, did you put it in motion for I him? haven't. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make a motion to support <laughs> the uh, special permit application, uh, provided it's built, uh, the exterior of the home is built with uh, traditional materials, uh, cedar siding, cedar shingles, SDL windows. Um, See, given that it's in the uh, historic district. Yeah, given that it's in the historic district. Uh, and yada, you said yada, it's yada. one of the old factory homes? Yeah. To what? Oh, that's close. Right. So, are we in the um, discussion? Oh, are we in the discussion Is there a second so we can discuss it? Second. <laughs> okay, any further discussion? <laughs> yes. So, so we're talking, of, the reason it's in front of the ZBA is because of lot size, is that right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, because it's, so, it's increasing in nonconformity. Right. So, I mean, I guess that's where I take where I'm taking some issue with this because it's increasing that it's substantially increasing the nonconformity, isn't it? What's the what's the footprint of the proposed you can building? See it on there. Well, that's what it appears to me. So so why are we not talking about that particular aspect? Uh, we have all other as we mentioned, you know, sometimes we have other um, well, well, I, 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 I'd I say one rhetorical, but, but, but I mean, because in the past, I, I, I think I can answer this one. I mean, we're not talking about it just because it hasn't come up, but I, I, this is certainly not the first house. Let's face it, older homes are much, are significantly smaller in many cases than newer homes. And agree. So we've, but this, okay. But that, I mean, that is a key aspect into the portion and the scale of the home in the neighborhood. Or how many square feet do you? I mean, it's, it's you know, we're talking sure, no, I, 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 I mean, and, and that's I guess the thirty as much to, to me as much of an issue as, as the side thirty six by twenty six thirty six oh, by my eyes are getting bad. You guys can on here. I mean, the garage is a garage. You can't. I don't really think that would that wouldn't count towards my opinion of because people. Could put garages on it. Well, I guess that's a special permit too, I mean, right? But yeah, we're we're, we're discussing the the support of an application to tear down an existing structure and put up another structure that's on it and increase a nonconformity. Mm -hmm. Right. What what benefit does the town get from allowing this increase in nonconformity? Well, increase this could be a nice, right. as you pointed so, out, somebody could restore this and make it into a very nice home. Absolutely. But given the fact, so here's the at least in this case, um, I mean, I, you know, I, I like to, you know, give, having listened to the current owner of this property, or the applicant, I'm assuming it's owned now, um, no intention of, of saving this house. I may or may not agree with that, uh, you know, but, so I look at, and at least, so if you, to, to Peter's point, if you just take the garage off for a second, not that that, that surely adds to the size, I guess, but, but the, the footprint of the house is, to its extremities, is, is similar 
to the footprint of the existing house. Now it's larger, you know, and at least in this, at least in this case, they've taken, you know, think of that, remember we had a project before us recently with a couple of funky driveways, and I remember I was like, rotate this house, rotate this house. At, yeah. least, <laughs> at least a little thought was given to, instead of just putting a big block colonial width-wise and eating up the entire width, they, they gave us the gable front, Yes. You know, and they set the garage. Um, yeah, he says he says setting it back. They set the garage uh, back. In fact, they, they kind of hid the garage. Uh, you know, this this L is further back, so to, that helps with the scale. It's significantly larger than what's there. I get it. And really, that I mean that mile down towards you know mile and a half down to Main Street has pretty much every conceivable size lot and house and duplex and. You know, and they also fit it with everything that you can imagine within they, the, they fit it within the building setbacks and it and it meets our height by law because okay. they've taken right. that into you go from all civil land into homes stacked behind each other with, with not without they don't even have frontage oh, yes so uh, three acre lots to you know all kinds of almost every in fact i would like to just because the dimensions aren't on here if at some point i, I would like to see maybe the motion amended to also add that we would also we also want to see that, that the house fits the height bylaws. We can't tell there because there's no dimension. Mm -hmm. uh, in that motion, I mean, please. What's Mr. Taylor going to do with that little strip of land on Old Stable Lane? I believe it's for sale yeah. or for lease. The orange fence. Uh, the orange fence looks pretty good. I haven't seen it. There's a sign up. Yeah. Huh? That's for sale or for lease. <laughs> I. Oh. Are we all right? So did you amend your motion? I did. Okay. Would, um, would you, do you mind reading back the motion? Is that annoying? Well, just so these guys no, hear. No, they need it. You need to read it back. Just so these guys can hear it. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. And that it um, fits within the height bylaw. Can that be a suggestion, not a provided? That's something that, that you can do this if mm. if you go this way? And is that what we're saying? Or are we suggesting that? Well, we're we have no teeth. Yeah, I know. So we're recommending that. What you're voting is your support. It's the support. You can make a proviso. So, that's what we're saying to you. Know, in consideration of yeah. materials such, I just feel like if we're recommending yeah. that the Board of Appeals approve it, only given that they use traditional mills, I mean, is that just Board of Appeals have the right to dictate those? I mean, are we recommending that, that the Board of Appeals make a stipulation that they have cedar shingles and the other things, or are we just recommending that? Honestly, I think what's happening, because, well, I. I I don't want to say. Well, I'd like to note: Does the ZBA have the, Does the ZBA have the authority to require sure. architect, those architects? Yeah, why not? I mean, they they put conditions in there. Yeah, I mean, right. we've seen it, it, it's cedar clapboards. Cedar clapboards. Yeah. 
The visioning, and that's the. I know the meeting's on Saturday. Charette is on the 15th. 15th or I'm in. I have a show. I'll 10 to time. 1. You all should have received an email invitation. And yes. I know Saturdays are vital to everybody. That's a, but if there's. And we're trying to keep. I mean, we've scheduled it for three hours in um, you know, appreciating people's time and trying to be sensitive. I can't be there. Um, and I loathe that not have to be planning board there, it, but at the same time, I'm not going to ask people to get up But if someone can be there, huh. or two, it's different than Wednesday at 5. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Wednesday at 5 15th is, is Charette. Yeah. Okay. The 50, do you have it? Do I didn't get it, but that's all right. That's well, I'm going to double Can you resend it? folks get the invitation? Sometimes. Okay. I got it. But you know, when I got it, it was just my name on it. You know, like well, I had her do it as a blind CC, so right. you, everybody oh, would gotcha. get that huge long list. So I got the email, not the not the meeting, not the not the meeting. It was uh, actually a little invite. In okay, maybe it wasn't there. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah. I will make sure that. Um, and what time is it? From ten to one o'clock. Okay. And then, 
And then we have on September 5 at 5.30, yes. we have our five corner site walk and we're meeting at the glass encrusted Walgreens parking lot. <laughs> don't don't wear flip flops. <laughs> I've, I've been over there a couple times over the week. I drove through there the other day. I'm like, I think there was a bottle thing. Where is the shrine? It, it is going to be at the Richardson Homestead. I think that's the right order for the two famous names. Where we did the other. Yes, yeah. in the cafetorium. Cafetorium. Yeah, what the hell is yeah. a cafetorium? What's a cafetorium? <laughs> <laughs> auditorium, cafeteria. Yeah. They have round tables. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah, there's a stage. Right. Yeah, there's a stage. Architectural term. Goodness. Well, I'm yes. sorry. I just do residential. Cafetorium. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that sounds like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> or no, it sounds like an episode. It's an episode of The Office. That's what she said. I've been binging it. Okay, I'll make sure we resend that out to everybody. Sorry, sorry folks. Oh, I, have okay. I don't know if everybody has um, Thank you. And then, so work work plan. I think we're all exhausted at the last meeting. Okay. Like, Steffi, don't talk about the stuff. And, um, but we have, uh, you and I talked a little yeah, bit we about talked what today. might be on the... So, some of the things we talked about doing, um, things I think we can definitely jump into this year would be the <clears throat> starting at Route 138 and doing that portion. It turns out it's basically from Hilliards all the way to the Stoughton line where- right, We have to split business. Yeah. So to, to do the zone, um, remember we were talking about with Gary, but Gary was, just, was we had a busy schedule time, we didn't want to do all the work, letters, but we looked at, real quick, it's like 50 properties to do, to create, to switch that to a business zone um, where applicable, by, by to do it by lot, uh, by parcel, parcel zoning, no more buffer. That way people won't have a lot that's that's the first 200 feet is is commercial and the last hundred is mm -hmm. residential. So we have to look. Of course, you get up there. There's condos or apartments or up near um, up oh, near right. Roche Brothers. So we'll have to look at it in detail a little yeah. bit. But uh, so I think we can jump into that pretty quickly. You know, yeah. maybe, in fact, maybe at the next meeting, maybe we can get uh, every, we can give everybody a blown up map together. of the district. You know, um, well, we sort of held that back. That's actually a pretty at least as far as. Back doing it, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not like really complicated. No, we, the last time we almost did it with Gary, and it was last year, but we were doing it. You know, we always do a lot yeah, of things I think, here. I think we talked about the fact that we wanted to kind of get the, the stakeholders involved. Yeah, well, and Gary thought it was, yeah. I remember, he thought it was a lot of work for the staff at that time. Yeah, we need more time. Because you all just contact him, and there's yeah, just a lot I mean, of we've got a lot going on, but that is something you could do. We could hold, so maybe why don't we bring the maps to the next session yeah. and kind of plan out what the we're at till May. So we, you know, we can do some content, something with the the property owners yeah. and stakeholders. Um, and we talked about how we remember last year when we were working on the mixed use for the 138 district, uh, or the, it's called the Cuisa Commercial District. And we thought, why don't we circle back and look at the mixed use for the village business district? We hit downtown over here. Um, possibly some more compact neighborhoods that you know, right. we, you know don't know, that's maybe more of a reach. But and and that, so one of the and, and another thing that might come up from the charrette and just walking the, the, you folks walking the Five Corners District, I mean, one of the things we talked about was identifying what the infrastructure improvements are that everyone feels are necessary to really help that area thrive, but also are there other zoning changes? You'll recall when we first tried the compact neighborhood zoning overlay, we wanted to make it larger and have some mixed use, but um, it started to get a bit unwieldy. So, do you want to start 
thinking about it, having conversations about it, could be a lot of work. What infrastructure improvements? Adding that to my list for the phone call. <laughs> it's tough not being extra. Do it on the phone. And then, do you want to talk about parking lots? Yeah. Parking facilities. So something came to my attention, um, and this what this was when the board received that ANR for Mechanic Street in the rear of Mechanic Street. That your zoning, your table of uses, does not identify parking facilities or parking lots as an allowed use. Or for a lot of For a primary, right. right? Yeah, exactly. As a primary use. Certainly, it, it's a, and it is identified in as an accessory use for uh, a building or you know a lot commercial whatever. But um, in the village business district or the anywhere, anywhere in town, anywhere. So anyone even no. a garage? No, no, you couldn't build a garage. Mm -hmm. I mean, a parking facility or. But a could you if you? What if you just put a little kiosk? But seriously, is it, I mean, it's, I don't but think I don't think the parking attendant kiosk would count. <laughs> but why not? Seriously, I'm not, not being honest. Because that's the primary use of the parking attendant kiosk would be to manage the parking facility. Could could be shelter for people waiting for an Uber. And out here, well, you have to wait for a long time. Just no, I'm just saying. You just have to put an apartment. You just have to put an apartment. It's something that you should consider. So, right, so do you think that's Especially something? Especially because I think, yeah, I think it could be a problem. Do you think that's something we should do for fall time meeting? That one? That's pretty simple. That's just worse. And then it can be a special permit. Yeah. It, it, again. It, yeah, I would, have, I would think you'd have it, to do right. it as a special permit. But I mean, I mean if they you don't want to do it as a special permit. I, I think. But if there's already a way there, sure. there, there isn't. There isn't a way there. So, for example, if the if the town wanted to build a municipal parking lot, you would need a waiver, right? A variance. So there was a way there. The town would be exempt from that. But you can do a heliport with a special permit. You can do what? A heliport. No, the, the, so I mean, as far as I know, the yeah. town is not immune from mm -hmm. or exempt from zoning regulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I guess it could just be a special permit for it's, yeah, it's something to, because you said you looked at other towns too, and they all have some they like have similar towns. So. I, I did, a, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, as soon as the first one pops, you, you do one more, and then it pops, so you keep doing more to see, did I just hit and the it, Right, and I think it's, you know, how I would explain it to the town, it's sort of a special apartment, so people would come to meetings like they always have said. And we're not looking to put parking lots all over town, but we've been talking about economic development. That's been a driver for a while, and we're now getting it. We, we all know the parking issues downtown. We all know Five Corners is going to go through some changes. Uh, 130th is going through some changes. Uh, you know, last year we had a proposal, which I think is probably going to be coming back after talking with the neighbors, to uh, put a parking, a municipal parking lot that, you know, um, downtown. And so to, to make this happen. Um, any of that and make it possible. So it, I mean, it's it's a it's a hole in our bylaw So I'm thinking that might make sense. That's you know that might make sense to push it because it's not a lot of work. You know, yeah, but we don't have to hire it. We don't have to do I think we can you know we can give a real quick simple presentation town meeting. You know, 
not, it's not lot specific. Again, it's just a matter of, it's, it's easy to explain that we need this. Uh, you can't create the, business um, uses. The only issue, and so I'll, I'll talk with Suzanne tomorrow, but what we'll need to do is start backing up because annual uh, fall town meeting is going to be earlier. When is it? Oh, when is it? Because um, I think Connor was planning on early November. He's planning. Yeah, yeah. So are we already too late? Or? Well, I'll, we'll check that first. I don't think we are. So that's the so that something we have to, to jump start, up real quick. Right. And, and yeah, if we can But again, can. it's an easy one to, right. to do. Right. Um, yeah, so that's, do we have anything else? That's a decent list, right? And I have my list at home. Um, there might be one or two left, but we can spend a lot of next week. But let's, so let's look at parking. If, if it turns out we can do parking, then let's jump on that the next week. Yeah. Somewhere we can find some bylaws from existing towns, or even neighboring towns, or whatever. And then let's jump on those lots just to start that process. They have the parcel zoning. Parcel zoning? Bring some total common. Yeah. I mean, zoning by parcel, right? Yeah. 138 rezoning? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, parcel zoning sounds ambiguous about yeah. that. Yeah. People say, playing words should really yeah. not pay. They yeah. use, they use $17 words. I know, parcel's only a $5 word, but yeah, inflation. Um, it has been a lot. I've been in this building an awful lot today. Uh, Steph, you have anything else? Right away, to sign some stuff over here. Oh, yeah, so the signatures, okay, signatures are duplex. Want to bring us home? Yeah, sure, motion to adjourn. Second. All those in favor, motion passes. Thank you, ECAT. Thank you, Easton.